We've been in a series called Belong. Belong is one of our key words for this year. The idea of uh, what does it mean to belong to Jesus? What does it mean to belong to the church? And today, uh, I've titled today's uh, sermon, The Power of Witness. I'm going to talk about witness today. A witness is a person who sees an event take place. Then they share what they saw and experienced and felt because of that event. Sometimes we think of the word witness and and it can become quite complicated. Um, But that's all it is, really. You saw something and someone said, did you see it? Yes, I did. What was it? X, Y, Z. How did you feel? X, Y, Z. All right, that's it, witness. So I was thinking about what are some of the craziest things that I've witnessed in my life, right? Um, there's a few big things um, that some of you may or may not have, have had the experience. One was witnessing a baby uh, coming uh, into the world, right? Now, I've, I've had the privilege of uh, experiencing that many times, <laughs> five times to be exact. But can I, I, I kid you not, even the fifth, it's not like I got to the fifth and I went, I've seen this before. It's not that impressive, right? Each time it is something that is, yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing. It's amazing when, when this baby just turns up. Um, last year when I was on sabbatical, um, when I was in uh, Portugal, I got to witness and experience, uh, this is, um, I don't even know what the name of, but this is the second largest suspension bridge in the Northern Hemisphere. It's like 700 meters long, 700 meters, right? And it's all, it's all metal, um, and, and it, was, it was amazing and scary because it was raining that day, and like metal, and I didn't have very good shoes, and it was like slippery, and I'm scared of heights. And so I was like, wow. And, and so when I booked it, I thought, this is, this is going to be the greatest day ever. And then, and then and when I got on, and I kid you not, my first step, I slipped. And I was like, 700 meters of this, right? I was holding both sides. But it was amazing, because it's literally between two mountains, Underneath, there's this river. Obviously, I didn't look at the river. I was just <laughs> eyes forward. Oh, it was amazing. Uh, the final one, I had to go back all the way into my university days where I got to witness and participate in my very first Hurricanes pork ribs. <laughs> oh, if you've never been to Hurricanes pork ribs, uh, you have not experienced why Jesus died for you. <laughs> It is, and this is back when it was only at Bondi. Um, I know now there's like Darling Harbour and Top Right, and it's just not the same. If you, if you want an experience, if you've never done this, go to Bondi. Don't eat it there because you can't get a table. Get takeaway and take it down to Bondi Beach. And on the grass, on a beautiful sunny 24-degree day, oh, there is... There's not much better in life than that experience. Life-changing, literally life-changing, 
To be a witness is to have seen something and to be able to give a first-hand experience and description. And I thought about, well, how would you explain what does it mean to be a witness in a more simpler way? It's actually to be able to share a story. That's all it is, to be able to share a story. After the death and resurrection of Jesus, 40 days after he rose again from the grave, Jesus is with his disciples for the final time. And he's about to ascend into heaven, meaning he's going to be taken into the skies. And as he is about to do this, we see his words that he gives to his disciples in Acts chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. And he says this, he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus says to his disciples, you will be my witnesses. It's amazing how Jesus doesn't use the word disciples or followers or, you know, my crew or my clan, but he uses the word witnesses. What is Jesus asking his disciples to be or do? And it's to be a witness. That's it. Right? What are they to witness? What's the story they're, they're, they're called to share their witness? They're called to witness the life of Jesus. Why? Because they saw it firsthand. They were there when Jesus did all the miracles. They were there when Jesus healed the sick and raised the dead. They were there when Jesus was nailed to the cross and died. And they were there when he came back to life. So what Jesus is telling his disciples to go and do is to go and tell the world what they have seen. To be my witness. Go and tell my Story, And in the same way, I believe as followers of Jesus, 2,000 years on, we are called to do the same. Be a witness for Jesus. Share the stories of Jesus. But you go, well, wait a minute. We weren't there. 2,000 years ago, we didn't see Jesus. We didn't get to see him firsthand. So what is it that we're called to witness? Well, we're called to witness how God is working in our lives and in the lives of people around us. Why? Because God is still working. God is still moving. And we are called to witness as believers of Jesus. We're called to talk about who Jesus is as we know him through Scripture and what he has done for us and what he continues to do for us in our lives. We are to share our lives, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and how Jesus fits into all of that. We share what we learn about God through our time in His Word. We share what the Spirit is doing in our lives. Who are we to share this with? Well, Jesus says, anyone and everyone to the ends of the earth. If you think about what we do for missions, local missions and global missions, we're called to go to build and do what? Promote our church? Nah. Right? Are we called them? Are we, are we, are we called to go and tell people in Bird about the chapel city? No, we're, we're out there to tell people about Jesus. When we go to Cambodia, right, exactly the same thing. 
As much as we do good humanitarian work there, that's not the goal of why we go. We go to talk about Jesus, to witness to people who don't know Jesus, who've never heard about Jesus, to tell them the story of Jesus. That's it. That's all we're called to do. Each and every one of us, that's what we're called to do, to be a witness, to share Jesus' stories with others. Now, in two weeks' time, our small groups, our belong groups will begin. And one of the key elements in in each of those groups will be witnessing. And there's two types of stories that we're going to be sharing. Firstly, when you get together, the first story is your weekly story, your weekly witness. How was your week? And when we talk about how was your week, it's not just how was your week at work or your your family or your kids, but how was your week with Jesus? That's a witness. That's a story of how Jesus and your life is intertwined. And secondly, uh, we're actually going to do life stories, uh, one, per, one per gathering. And it's a, it, you get a bit more time and talk about, well, how did I get here? Right? What's my story? What's my story of Jesus that came from before? Um, it is so important for us to understand the importance of witness for a few reasons. Uh, one, stories help us connect with each other. Stories help us connect. If we're learning to belong to each other, learning about each other allows us to deepen our relationship with each other. And it also helps us to realize that the people that are in our group or the people that we're in uh, conversation or relationship with are human. That we go through struggles. And when you hear a story, there is an element of uh, connection as well. Secondly, stories make things personal. Uh, Instead of talking about generic, impersonal things, sharing stories allows us to get to know each other and what we are going through. It's about breaking that barrier. And thirdly, stories help people understand better. One of the reasons, one of the greatest storytellers in history was Jesus himself. And one of the reasons why Jesus told stories, even in his sermons, was people remember stories. People understand a story. I promise you, you, if you've been coming to church for many, many years, you will not remember a whole sermon, but you probably will remember a story that has been told. Also because I use the same stories... (laughs) (laughs) and have been for 17 years. There is power in stories. There is power in witnessing. And this is why Jesus tells his disciples to go and be witnesses on behalf of him. A witness can change a situational story. A witness can validify someone else's story. And that's what we're called to do. The world knows about Jesus, theoretically, ideologically. But when you witness what Jesus is doing in your life and your connection with Jesus, suddenly all that theory can become real. Who are the beneficiaries of when we share witness with each other? And there are three beneficiaries 
of when we share witness. Firstly, it's our fellow Christians, our fellow brothers and sisters. 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5, My message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of mankind, but on the power of God. God. When we share witness, as we share stories about Jesus, and not just about who Jesus is, but how Jesus is working in our lives, it is a reminder of the power and the work of God and the reality of God in our lives. And as we share this with each other, how God has been moving in our lives, it not only deepens our personal relationship with each other, but it gives us an opportunity to share our vulnerabilities with each other. I promise you, if you turn up to one of our belong groups, it is not a place full of perfect people where everyone sits around and brags about how amazing our life is. It's not. And yet, when we bring up our weaknesses, it's there that we see that in our weakness, we see God's strength. And as we listen to these stories about each other, we are, uh, everyone in that room is encouraged to see how God is working. It's a reminder that God is at work. It opens up opportunities for us to pray for each other and also create a safe space to bring healing from the brokenness of our world. It is truly beneficial for our fellow Christian brothers and sisters. So that's the first beneficiary. Secondly, it benefits non-believers, non-Christians. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is what we call the Great Commission, the the job that Jesus leaves to his people to go and make disciples. And one of the greatest ways that we can do that, one of the greatest ways we can engage in evangelism, meaning to share the good news of Jesus to our non-believing friends and family, is through witness. It's through stories. It's through sharing of our lives. Like they might not want to hear about Jesus, but if they like you enough, they'll want to hear about you. And if we're believers of Christ and and, and our life is intertwined with Christ in all ways, then you can't share about your life without sharing about Jesus. It's an opportunity to share Jesus and what Jesus has done in our lives. Gone are the days where we stand on street corners preaching and yelling Christian slogans to non-believers, thinking that that is the way of evangelism. In our generation, the real work of Jesus, people want to know the genuine work of Jesus, and they're not going to get it through a, a podcast or a sermon. They want to hear it through your life. They want to know if this Jesus fellow is real. If he really is who he says he is, tell me how he has affected your life. Let me see that in your life. They don't need to hear that if you, be- if you don't believe that you're going to go to hell. They want to hear about the amazing Jesus who can love them, who can heal them, 
who can save them, but they want to be able to see it and hear it in your life. Witness is one of the most powerful ways to introduce God to friends and family. As I said, they might be resistant to religion and to the church, but as long as they like you, obviously that's the caveat, right? If they don't like you, then that's a different sermon altogether, right? <laughs> but if they are friends and family with you, then they'll be, out, they'll be willing to listen to you. What an opportunity it is to witness to them the goodness of God. Non-believers benefit from our witness. And finally, the third beneficiary of witnessing is me. Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Not just for our Christian brothers and sisters, not just for our non-believing brothers and sisters, but actually one of the greatest beneficiaries of sharing our story, sharing our witness, is actually me. Why is that? As we share our witness, it does a few things. Firstly, it allows us to recap and remind ourselves what we have seen, experienced, and it allows us to live that out again. Even as I was making those slides, as I was thinking about the birth of my five kids, I had a moment to remember how precious each and every one of those moments were. As I was thinking about Portugal, how crazy that day was, because it was so funny, because it was like during the whole trip, it was like one of the greatest days and one of the hardest days, because after the morning, we did a 45-minute drive to go to this beautiful like canal village, and it's like one of these scenic places in, in Portugal, but along the way, I ate too much lunch, and I got car sick to the point where they went, and I was lying in a park trying to help the world not spin. And I was just reminded of that again. And it just reminded me of, of the good and the bad. But that's what witness does. It, it actually reminds you. It reminds you of what God has been doing in your life. Secondly, it gives you confidence to talk more about God and what He's been doing. The more we share, the more comfortable we become. It allows us to be more confident in who God is and how I get to share his story. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm so shy. You know, I've never shared um, the gospel with anyone before because I, I, I just don't know how to do it. And can I tell you, there's only one way to do it. Just do it, right? You, you just have to start. And as you do it once, as you do it twice, it just becomes easier. It's like driving, right? Do you remember the first time you, you drove, right? Uh, my, my oldest son just started driving, right? I'm just saying, be careful on the roads to church, right? He's not there yet, but in, in about a month's time, you will see a, a learner coming in here. If you see it, just drive away. I'll take no responsibility of what happens, right? Remember the first time you're driving, right? And I asked my son, he had his first lesson. I said, how was it? And he goes, it was terrifying, <laughs> right? And you know what it is, right? I don't know if you can remember it, but I remember the first time I drove in the car, I thought, I thought driving was like those arcades, right? Daytona, 
right? How do you drive in Daytona, right? There's no brake. You don't need a brake in Daytona, right? And how far, how much do you press the pedal? Until it hits the ground, right? So I get in the car with my dad, turn the car engine on, and he goes, okay, go. And I went, okay. And my dad was like, stop, get out. (laughs) Oh, it was so scary. But, But how do you get better at driving? You just keep doing it. You just keep doing it. And that's the same with witness. No one, right, barely anyone would say, yeah, 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 like I'm so confident in sharing the gospel and so confident in sharing my story. The only person that I know that's confident like that is a guy called Tan, right? Just, yeah, it's just him. He was just born like that, right? right he just, he's just an evangelist. And we praise God for him, right? Because he is. He has the gift of evangelism, right? There are some people, there's a very few people that like that. Everyone else, You've got to warm up to it. That's why one of the greatest benefits of sharing story and sharing testimony is for yourself, that you become more confident. And thirdly, it encourages me as it encourages others. When I share about how God is working in me and in my life, as others are encouraged, which they should be, because that's how God works, I watch them get encouraged And I get encouraged. It's like, wow, God would speak through my life to that person. That is encouraging. And that's how we become beneficiaries. We are encouraged that the power of God goes beyond just my own life into someone else's. In the book of Philemon, uh, chapter 1, verse 6, it reads this, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. So that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. If we are not active in our sharing, if we're not active in our witness, then actually the Scriptures tell us that we're missing out. We're missing out on the blessings that God has for us. But the challenge is this, right? Why is it so hard? Right, if I, you know, I'm not going to do this, but if I did a survey in the room and said, hey, this week, just this week, last six days, right, how many of you have shared witness to someone else about Jesus, right? And I reckon the number would be pretty, it'd be an interesting number, right? Why not? Why not share about something that has been so transformational in your life. And I thought of some reasons, right? I'll say reasons, but they're really excuses, right? I'm shy. I'm an introvert. Right? I'll let the extroverts do it, right? The other one is, well, I don't know the Bible well enough. You know, I don't know Scripture well enough, so I don't, I don't know what I'm going to say. Or, well, you know, God working in me, well, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Um, You know, it's just a little story. Let me ask you, if you won the $150 million Powerball this week, which no one did, by the way, next week it's it's $200 million, would you not tell people, right? Like, if something like that happened in your life, right? Something so big 
and literally life transformational event happen in your life, would you not witness? Would you not share that? Or would you, oh, you know, I'm shy. I'm an introvert, you know. Or, oh, you know, I don't, I don't really know how money works, you know, 150 mil, I, I, I don't know, I don't, I, you know, or it's like, oh, you know, it's not, not a big deal, you know, it just, you know, it just happened on Thursday, it's just not a big deal, right? None of those would happen if you won the 150 mil. If I won the 150 mil, you would see me on Channel 7, Channel 9, Channel 10, every major TV station. Crazy Asian man changes life, you know? Like, you would hear about it. I promise you. That's why you didn't hear about it. Because I didn't, I didn't win. If you got married, or you were getting married, would you not tell anyone? Who he gets sick? Like married in secret, right? Such a big event, right? If you're having a kid, you know, would you not share that with the people around you, right? If you got a new job, you know, would you not want to share that with the people around you? <laughs> you know, it's funny, right? If you wanted to be the very best, right? If you just wanted to be the very best that no one ever was, and one day you wanted to become a Pokemon trainer, and you became a Pokemon trainer, would you not tell everyone that I am now Stephen Char Pokemon trainer? <laughs> you would. Do you know how I know? Because we live in now, we now live in a society, you don't even have to win 150 mil to share with me. You tell me what you ate for lunch on Instagram. I do not care, but you are sharing that with me, right? Right? I do not care. I really do not care where you went yesterday on your beautiful Saturday when I'm looking after five kids and you don't have any kids and you're like enjoying your weekend. I, I do not care. I do not care that you went to Queensland on holiday with your kids and you went to Wet n Wild and you're like, oh, I'm so fun. You know, I do not care, right? We share, we share the most smallest details. Don't tell me, don't tell me that Jesus is not worth sharing. Don't tell me that Jesus is not worth witnessing. Don't tell me that Jesus isn't big enough, hasn't made an impact in your life that literally not just changed your life but changed eternity. Don't tell me that's not worth witnessing to anyone and everyone. Because I tell you, my friends, there is nothing that is more important in your life than the impact that Jesus has had on you. And for you to not share that, you're either downplaying what Jesus has done for you or you're, you're shortchanging the mission that Jesus has given to you. Philemon says that we should be active. Active in sharing our faith. If Jesus Christ is that good for you, then you've got to share it. For not to share it would be selfish. Now, here's a question. When's the last time you shared witness to someone about who Jesus is and what Jesus has done? And I think one of the biggest obstacles to this is sometimes we, we can over-spiritualize it. Sometimes we can make it like, oh, I... 
I, I have to share an amazing story. Like every story has to be amazing. But can I tell you, some of the most simple stories are the most life-changing. I was having a tough week. I woke up. I opened my scripture and God reminded me that he is with me. Amen. You know, I was driving down the road and I was praying for a brother and sister who was doing it tough and, and, they, and they came to church on Sunday. God heard my prayer. Amen. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell me that you went out and you went to Bird Council and you went to the mayor and you, you, you evangelized to him and on the spot he just became a Christian and then he donated 50 million to our church, right? You don't, not, okay, sometimes the stories are like that. Very rare. But that's not what witness is. That's only if it really happened. You don't need to supersize it. Some of the most important stories are the most real ones that happen in your life. So in my sermon today, it says, do this. And it says, two witnesses on the fly, literally. And I thought, you know what? I want to show you, I want to show you how simple it is to share witness. And no one knows who I'm going to choose to come on stage and share witness, but they're sitting in the front row. So first I'm going to ask Janice Lee to come. She never sits in the front row, but she came, sat in the front row today. Come on up, Janice. This is unscripted. This is how we work in our world, unscripted. She hates unscripted. And the question was this, and actually I, I prompted this question with Janice, and I asked her this week, I said, what's God been teaching you? Right? When you get to your belong groups, that's going to be the question. What's God been doing in your life? That's how we share witness. That's how we you know, share stories. So I'm just going to pass the mic on to Janice, and she's going to share with us witness of what God has been doing or what God has been teaching her in her life. Because I want to be the very best, like no one ever was. <laughs> that was the deal. I was supposed to sit at the front as long as he mentioned that in his sermon. All right. <laughs> um, so what has God been teaching me uh, in January? Um, so pretty much it started off in prayer and fasting where um, I shared with the people at the time uh, that... I normally start off the year with goals and have everything planned because I am a control freak. That's why I hate unscripted things like this. Um, I hate doing things on the fly. Uh, <laughs> so I normally would start off the year like that. But actually this year I was one of those tired people who wasn't ready for the year to begin. So I had nothing prepared. And even throughout the week of prayer and fasting, which was, I had originally thought, okay, I'm going to get my stuff together and I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to have all my prayer points and everything ready by the end of it. But by the end of it, still nothing. Um, and I think in the end, it was just God teaching me to let things go, um, to say that it's okay to go on the fly. Um, nothing has to be planned because in the end, my plan isn't the be-all, it's God's plan. Um, so yeah, God's been teaching me to just chill and say it's okay, um, to let people around me take control and let 
things just flow um, that I don't need to be in control and just to lift it up to him. So yes, that's what God has been teaching me. Thank you. How encouraging. How encouraging. And just because, you know, it's unfair for Janice just to one, the person sitting next to Janice would be Ansley. Ansley, come up. Now, Ansley got no warning on this at all. Not that Janice did either. But in Belong Group, you're going to come together, and the question is, how's your week? Did anything happen this week? How did God move? How did you feel when these things happened? So I'm going to just ask the same question. Ansley, how was your week? You know, did anything significant happen this week? And, uh, yeah, where, where has God been within that in your life? Can I expand the scope to not just this week? Past maybe like a month or so? Cool. Um, so as many of you know, I'm, I am a big football fan and <laughs> a big FIFA fan. Um, so I've ha- I have this group of guys that we play FIFA a lot over the past years. And um, they, they used to go to church, but they don't go to church anymore. And this is particularly one guy that um, I've been sort of thinking about and praying over the past year or so. Um, and God gave me this amazing opportunity um, at the end of last year where it was just over text, simple text. Um, you know, he was just talking. He was overseas, actually. And um, we're talking about marriage. You know, I've been married quite recently, but talk about marriage, sharing about our marriage, sharing about um, my faith and sharing about church in general. And um, this guy hasn't come to church for a long time. But just simple sharing, um, I was encouraging him to look, you know, you, you as the husband, you're not there just to earn money for the family. You, you need to be there for your family as well and talk about faith. And thank God um, he came to church, I think it was about a month ago with his wife. And um, he, he hasn't come here recently, but he was here for a few weeks. So through prayer and through um, just casual chatting, um, I didn't plan it, but casual chatting, um, God really answered and God was working and God is working in their marriage. Yeah. Thank you. Honestly, not the story that I thought he was going to tell, but, you know, I can tell that story. Ansley's having a baby, as you would all know. They just found out uh, what they're having. You can ask him after. I, I got it right. That's the important part. So that's all it is. That's all witnessing is. It's just telling, sharing with people what you have seen and experienced for yourself. And the question is this, why is it so hard for us to witness? Why is it so hard? What are the barriers? And if Jesus has made that much of an impact in our lives... Can we really just hold it for ourselves? Friends, this year, as we begin our Belong Groups in a few weeks' time, one of the keys is that we would be built up together through our witness. We would evangelize, we would bring non-Christians to our Belong Groups so that they would hear, not just about God, but just about how God is working in our lives. And that they might go, hmm, Maybe this is something that I want. So my encouragement to you is not just to be ready to share, but it's 
to be ready to receive what God has for you. And when we receive it, don't hold it for yourself, but be ready to share it. Let's pray.